Welcome to the Inner Glow podcast. My name is Stepanka and I am a clinical hypnotherapist and your empowerment coach. Each episode is designed to help you feel empowered, confident and to help you create the life of your dreams. I help women to overcome their fears, worries, insecurities and anxiety so that they no longer feel like their life is on hold. I believe that it is time for you to step back into your power. I combine hypnotherapy, spiritual mindset principles with the energetics, which I believe is the perfect blend for a modern day woman. Are you ready to shift your life to the next level? If yes, then you are in the right place. Let's get into it. Hello my beautiful souls and welcome to the Inner Glow podcast. It's Stepanka here, your host and to be honest with you, this is the second episode I am recording today just because I'm feeling really inspired and it's all flowing through me. So why not? Um, I will schedule them so it comes out on a different day and you are not overwhelmed with too many episodes in one day. But <clears throat> This itself really demonstrates something I had been talking about in the previous episode, that there is a flow and a cycle to everything. There might be a week or even a couple of weeks when I honestly don't feel inspired to create something. When I don't feel inspired to record a new episode and I could even sit down and think, okay, well, it's about the time I recorded another episode and nothing comes through. And then there can be a day when there is just so many new ideas coming up. And that's okay. We are cyclical beings or cyclical beings. I actually don't know <laughs> which is the right way of pronouncing it. And and it's okay that we are not super active, energized, inspired and motivated 24-7. There is a cycle in everything in nature and I follow my own inner flow and if my intuition is guiding me towards new topics today I'm just going to go with it and explore it and I trust that the message I've got to share with you today is meant to be heard and there are souls out here who will really benefit from me sharing this with you. So um, throughout the month of May and in general, I would say in the past couple of years, but like very intensively in the past months or so, I have been focusing a lot on the topic of pleasure, having fun, really bringing more joy into every single day. And to be honest with you, it has been a challenge at times because we are so programmed to simply achieve. And me, especially like I have grown up like being really serious already as a child and also as a student at primary school grammar school sorry secondary school grammar school university I was always I would say even anxious and therefore I would take things so seriously and I wouldn't let myself to have fun as often as other people would do. So um, for some people, the first year at university could be like filled with so much fun and partying and just 
doing things, exploring. While I had some amazing moments in my first year at university, I was one of those like really serious people and I would not be able to sleep at night because I was so anxious about exams or not just exams, like, you know, the moments when I used to be like the most serious person in the entire world would be like the night before results from an exam or a test would be announced because I would be so worried about failing, about having to cope with that failure that I would be like honestly fidgeting all night long, being really worried, being unable to fall asleep and so on. So since I've been diving not just into the aspect of mindset work, beliefs work, hypnotherapy, I've been doing a lot of energetic work. I um, I am a qualified angelic Reiki practitioner. I have been studying um, the world of manifestation. I've done so many different courses and I am currently doing another certification with someone. And there's just been a lot about the energetics. And when you start diving, especially into the world of masculine and feminine energy, you start learning that, well, we all have a combination of both energies and they are both very useful. It's not to say that women who have masculine energy with them are bad. They should be just in their feminine. That's not true because we all balance between both. If you imagine the feminine as black and the masculine as white, well, we are not black and white. Nothing in life is black and white. There are so many shades of gray in between. So that's the same with our own unique blend of gray when it comes to the feminine and masculine energy. But if you think about it, the feminine is more about receiving, about leaning back, about surrendering, about trusting life. And she works with her energy more than with um, her physical action. And when you are feeling good, when you feel joy, well, that's what makes you an ultimate magnet towards more happiness, towards more joy. It's not always about the physical action you do and how many things you have managed to check off your to-do list. And this really has been a big shift in my life because growing up, I had been focused on getting more things done. I had been focused on doing more in my life and that sense of accomplishment, you know, that sense of like you feeling fulfilled or you feel like you can finally head, let your head down, that would come only after I have achieved a certain amount of things. I would have that feeling only if I have felt like I've done enough in my day. And the things that would be my priorities, would be more of the physical tasks. And my own self-care would not be on the list, or it would be on the list, but it would be the last priority. It would be the last thing to do. And when you start like looking into self-care and you make that commitment to yourself that you will be looking after yourself more, very often it's still on a surface level on a surface level, meaning that, again, it's just another thing for us um, to just take off the list. 
So long story short, in the past couple of months, I have been consciously really setting an intention every single day for my days to be filled with more joy and play and pleasure. And with pleasure, with play and with joy, it's like with beauty. It lies in the eye of the beholder, meaning that what pleasure means to me will be totally different to what it means to you. And that's okay. This is when you need to guide yourself and lead yourself into getting to know yourself a lot more and getting to know what what you enjoy in life and really be an explorer. It's like an experiment and it's quite fun to do. Um, so part of my own experiment has been to involve play in my life. And I would say that is quite a bit of a challenge for me because when you think about it, play is a play. That doesn't seem very practical. It doesn't seem like it's going to help me achieve my goals quicker. It it doesn't seem like anything that would fit into my day because during my day I should focus on my business. I should focus on the things that have to be done, that needs to be done, the things I should do and so on. So it involves more of the should, must, have to (laughs) and not enough play and one of the goals I have set for myself this month was to explore let's say different arts and crafts because for me personally it might be totally different from you for me personally to create something to be creative physically with my hands feels really therapeutic It is a great way how I can switch off and it's totally different skills. If you think of my job, I am obviously working with clients via Zoom. I post inspirational things on social media. I connect, I network, I do admin work. Um, I do numbers, I do bookkeeping, even though I have a bookkeeper and an accountant, I still track my own numbers, I look at my accounts, I do like the behind the scenes things, I record hypnosis recordings. A A lot of it is simply just on my laptop or on my phone. And when I do arts and crafts, when I go for a hike, when I do different things, it's different skills. You are focusing and exploring different parts of you. So for me personally, it is usually arts and crafts, which I love doing in the evenings um, on a rainy day. It just makes me feel really inspired. And I would say since a very young age, I had been enjoying those kind of things. So you don't have to enjoy it, but you need to find your own way how to bring more play into your life. But there is something interesting I realized when I was diving into new arts and crafts this month. And it really, it has really taught me a big lesson and I want to share this lesson with you. I have been given a resin kit. So if you don't know what resins is, it's like like a see-through thing, you know, like a normal resin in nature. But you could have like artificial resins and you can make things out of it. And I had this vision of what I would like to make. I would I wanted to make um, like a crystal and flowery coasters and also like mini crystals. If you follow me on Instagram or Facebook, you might have seen my little crystals, like it's crystal towers with flowers inside um, in my pictures because I'm just loving them and I'm like, yeah, putting them in every single picture now. <laughs> but that's a new project I started doing and that's a play. 
that for me is play and joy but I actually realized it's not so much play and joy as I thought it would be and I realized there are some limiting emotional codes within me when it comes to play when it comes to not being productive so to speak and also when it comes to perfection and I really did not think these emotional codes were still holding me back but as always life is a journey we are always progressing and learning new things so I would obviously start with my resin kit I would have all the things ready but it's a thing I've never done before so in a way I am a beginner and as you can imagine, a couple of my first attempts were not as successful. You could say I wasted resin because I didn't really know that when I put flowers in resin, they will float up to the top. I didn't realize there, there are bubbles in it and I need to buy a heat gun to get rid of them. So there was lots of things I didn't know. I would overspill the resin from the silicone molds. I would have like pieces of roses poking out of the resin, I would have to send it down as a result of it like loads. And I found myself getting really frustrated with me being a beginner, with me not being perfect at something. And I would like this activity, which could have been fun because I do genuinely enjoy crafts, turn into like, I need to get it right. I need to get it perfect. Let's watch every single tutorial. Let's order more tools because maybe I need different materials. I could make it work. Let's just focus on it. And then me doing it in the evenings or in my free time, like it no longer felt like joy. It felt like after I messed something up, I almost wanted to punish myself and say like, how could you mess it up so badly? Like when you watch a video on YouTube, it doesn't look difficult. So how come you just can't get it right? How come you've just made it so messy? How come you've made a mess all around the house with this bloody resin that sticks like, well, yeah, it's very sticky, <laughs> very messy, a very messy hobby. Um, and then I just had to pause and stop myself for a moment and take a couple of deep breaths. And I was wondering, where is this coming from? Why am I criticizing myself so much? Because this hobby, this activity, which should have been play became more like beating myself up that things are not perfect and also almost like a race how many things can i make in a day i need more molds because i can't wait um 24 hours until it's cured i need something right now like it, i need to have loads of things done right now and i'm like who am i trying to prove myself to w what kind of race am i in right now why am I rushing so much? Like, why don't I allow myself to be a beginner and to make mistakes? And it was really interesting when I sat with it and I really explored those thoughts and those feelings, something did come up to the surface. I all of a sudden remembered an art class. Maybe it was like from my third great I'm not quite sure fourth and we had this art teacher we didn't have her for a very long time but we had her for arts and crafts and also like painting classes 
and yeah, she, I don't think she liked me very much. I don't think I liked her very much <laughs> either. So it wasn't the kind of teacher I was getting on very well, to be honest. Um, and as you would have it in school, sometimes you have got like these tools and techniques, how to develop children's creativity, how to help them like think outside of the box and so on. So one day she would come. Actually, no, I don't think she was our teacher for painting. She was only like arts and crafts. Uh, but because one the other teacher was ill, she, she would like step in. I think that's what happened. Yeah, that's right. And so she would come into the class and that was supposed to be a painting class. And she had a basket with different things in it, like folded pieces of paper. And she said that there are animals, written animals on those pieces of paper. And, and each of us is supposed to pull out two animals out of this bucket or basket. And then we have to combine those animals together and draw and paint a big animal. And we had probably like two and a half hours for it or maybe even two classes, two lessons. And I remember, I, I thought it was quite exciting actually. So I remember pulling out of the basket a peacock and a pig. So I had to combine a pig and a peacock. So I remember like drawing first with my pencil a pig in the middle and then I would draw like the tail of a peacock like all the colorful feathers and the beautiful eyes you can see in it and all the different colors so it would be a pig but with a peacock tail so that was the idea and I feel that's quite a good way of going about it and once I've done it I've submitted everything I then used I don't know whether it was watercolors or oil paints um, I can't remember one of those but I would have it all ready and ended up submit, submitting it and I got a C I literally was, <laughs> I'm a third grader and I got a C for this piece of art and her explanation was that it wasn't a really great way to portray a pig and a peacock together as one animal and I remember going home feeling really upset that I got a C in art. Because normally that was the kind of subject where everyone would get A. Because it's creativity. You can't really like judge someone's creativity or their talents. You know, there would be a couple of students in the class who would like excel and they would go on and really study art and focus on that. I wasn't really one of those, but I still loved it. I really enjoyed painting. I really enjoyed doing new things. And it's such a great way to develop a child's creativity. So I remember going back home and like being really upset and crying to my mom that I got a bloody C for this peacock pig. And my mom was so angry as well. She was like, how ridiculous is that? They give you this task 
at school to combine two animals and create something different, create a new animal that combines aspects of both. And then they give you a C. And I remember even bringing this one home and showing it to my mom. And I still have such a vivid memory of it because I remember how upset I felt. Like I remember the A3 paper for painting and you know the pig in the middle I can remember the colors and I know the background was a little orangey the pig was pink and it's an emotional memory because I got upset so I can remember it now if you've been listening to my work for a while I usually I have probably explained emotional memories in other episodes I don't want to repeat myself here but this and similar circumstances made me be really hard on myself. It made me like I want to be perfect. I want to get that validation, especially if, as you are as a kid. You don't want to be judged when a painful emotion arises within you because of someone else that like you are like, oh, I need to prevent this in the future because uncomfortable emotions don't feel good. I need to learn how to prevent them. That's one of the coping mechanisms for kids and how they learn how to navigate pain in life. This is for their own survival. Let's say if you learn that touching something hot hurts, you can't do it again. You learn it on the emotional level as well. If, let's say, you are a child who always got told, shut up, be quiet, don't interrupt adults, don't talk when adults are around, then the thing is that in the future you might really struggle with expressing yourself because your child's brain learned that speaking up is not good, you get told off, you get hurt. And we don't do those connections consciously, but we, we learn this on a subconscious level. And this has happened a few times when my work at school, when I was a child, like my art would get criticized or you would get told off for not painting a good enough picture or for not being as creative as other kids. And as much as I love painting and drawing and so on, I stopped doing it for a very long time and even like doing arts and crafts because I didn't think I was good enough. And then if I continue further with certain arts we were supposed to do at school we would get them as projects for home and my mom is very creative my mom has her own business she creates pottery things but not like normal pottery it's more like arty looking pottery it's unique it's bespoke um, she does loads of creative things herself. She can sew very well, she can create dolls, she can create like anything you can imagine. She does book covers, um, she can arrange flowers, like her whole business is based on her creativity and on the things she creates and she's amazing at drawing, at painting and so on. So when I was working on different projects at home, she would very often step in. And I remember I loved it. I took it like, oh, my mom will help me. She will do it for me, less work for me. And also like better grades, maybe other kids will like it. So with time, she would help me with certain projects at home and they would look amazing. Like she would really do something outstanding and brilliant. And then, yeah, and then it just looks, you know, really cool. But when you think about it as a child, you learn that, oh, my own work is not good enough. The kind of things I create is not good enough. 
And this same belief was coming up when I was learning to work with resin and to create new things and to tap into my um, creativity in this different way, in an area where perhaps I'm not as confident as in an area of hypnotherapy where I like, no, this is my jam. Like I've spent so much time learning it and it's always felt like the right thing for me to do, to be a therapist, to help others. So I know that's my jam. For my mom, that's probably art and creativity and creating new things and so on. So I'm sharing this with you because you might have this come up for you in very various different ways. But when you tap into play and when you stop judging the way it looks, you are getting in flow. You are in your own flow. So when I realized this, I started just breathing into it and just to be honest, bringing your awareness to it and recognizing there is a pattern, there is something that's being healed, is healing in itself. So I stopped rushing with my resin craft. I stopped rushing doing things. And yes, I've made mistakes again. I have some crystals where the flower is not in the middle, where I've got like my little golden flakes all over the place instead of in the middle where I wanted them. Most of my coasters are messed up in some shape or form. And that's okay. It's a play. The purpose of play and hobbies is for our logical minds to just switch off or us not trying to be productive. And when you are tapping into play and when you allow yourself to be a child again in a way, you are tapping into your own innocence. You are tapping into the things you as an adult doesn't allow yourself to do enough. And the reason why this is so important is because when you play, when you tap in Joe, when you do things just because you want to without trying to be productive or things or take something off your to-do list, you are leaning back energetically. You are opening yourself to receive more from life. You are opening yourself to your own inner radiance. Because if you are too rigid with everything in your life, and if everything needs to be perfect, then not only you are holding yourself back, but also you are bringing that rigid structure into everything and when there is rigid structure and we try to control every single aspect of our lives well then we are not open to receiving synchronicities miracles opportunities out of the blue because that in a way is out of our comfort zone or control zone so we hold so we 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 are not open to it we are not open to those miracles when you don't have to work for it so to speak so my homework, my assignment for you today is how can you bring more play into your life? How can you embrace that inner child within you and allow her or him to play, to mess, to even be messy and to not do a perfect job? Like with my resin, like with other things in life. Why don't you just embrace it? Why don't you take that pressure of yourself to be amazing at everything all the time why don't you just have a little fun and if there is some kind of a result well that's great so you could paint you could grab watercolors watercolors are so cheap and just mess with them try a different craft try something new or what else does your inner child need like 
what does she or he want to do? Is it to go and swim and just have fun and be a little silly? Is it to try something completely new? Is it to wear silly clothes? Is it just to watch a kiddie film, animated film? What is it? Tap into your inner child and make them happy. Tap into play and allow yourself to not be productive, to not over achieve in some way maybe it could be to read a book so some of my other favorite ways to tap into my inner child into the energy of play and innocent is to read books that are more for children it is to watch animated films it is to play in a pool so i go swimming a few times per week and me and my partner kyle we often like mess in the pool like we will do little competitions who swims faster to um to the other side of the pool and we do like silly swimming styles like not only on our bag but like i don't know i do like a mermaid swimming style and i'll i'll just have really fun or we will um chase each other in the pool you know it's really hard to swim uh, to run in a pool so we will do a little chase and we need to catch each other and these moments when you just laugh and when you are being silly a little well they increase your vibration so much they shift your energy they help you release anxiety pressure and they just just release that seriousness for for some time and it will nourish your soul it will make you more magnetic than you can ever imagine so i would love to hear from you what are your favorite ways to make your inner child happy what are your favorite ways to tap into the energy of play and therefore in the energy of pleasure in the energy of receiving in the energy of just being you being authentic without worrying about what other people think without worrying of how other people will judge you so i would love to know your thoughts if you enjoyed this episode if it has resonated with you please share it with your friends share it on social social media send me a message it means the world to me when you send me a message and you share your takeaways you share your feedback or how you applied a certain thing into your life so i'm sending so much love to you if you like what i share here in the in a glow podcast feel free free to explore how you can work with me further i have got a free sisterhood on facebook i share a lot of value on my facebook profile so you can send me a friend request i share a lot of value on my instagram profile as well so feel free to connect with me there And I also have consultations I do um, and then hypnotherapy and coaching packages. And I also have an epic program called Emotional Alchemy, which is a self-study program. So I'm sending so much love to you. And I am actually going to go and check on my latest resin crafts and see and stay tuned on my Instagram to see what I've made. Loads of love.
Thank you for listening. If you loved this episode, please feel free to leave me a five-star iTunes review. Share it on your Instagram stories or recommend this podcast to your friends. For more high vibes, live trainings, well-being tips and loads of fun, come and join me in my Facebook group called Empowered Women, Shine Bright and Be Yourself. You can find the link in my bio. You can also follow me on Instagram at stepanka underscore kuralova. For more information, go to the show notes. Loads of love.